Welcome to Great Thinking, the future of advertising, a podcast where leaders in the UK advertising and creative sectors discuss how they are leading the charge on some of the most important challenges currently facing brands around the world. I'm your host, Dina Mize-Lamperty. In this episode, we'll be exploring the brave, new and alternative world of storytelling in the metaverse. I'm your host, Dina Mize-Lamperty, and I'm here to break down the trends, the numbers, and the strategies that will hopefully help you win big in this rapidly evolving space. Now, while in the UK advertising market, as we know it, is the most dynamic and competitive in the world, the rise of the metaverse means that we've got another world to explore and compete in. In this new world, traditional marketing channels are no longer an option just to capture the hearts and minds of consumers. So brands, in order to play, need to become storytellers in order to stand out within this limitless world. So what does it take to create a compelling and effective brand story in the metaverse? That's the question that we're going to be answering in this podcast. So buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride. Whether you're a brand marketer or content creator or someone who's just curious about the future of marketing, this podcast is for you. So turn on your avatar and together let's dive into this world of storytelling in the metaverse. Now I'd like to welcome our guest, Yush Kalia, Sales and Marketing Director at Dimension Studio, and Isabel Quiverly, Director, Creative Shop UK at Meta. Hi, Dino. Great to meet you. Hey, Dino. So let's just jump right in. Um, well, firstly, actually, before we jump in, um, I think everyone knows a lot about Meta, but um, we don't know much, I don't think, about um, Dimension Studio. So, Yush, um, how would you describe what you do? So best way to describe us is a 3D production studio. Um, we specialize in creating uh, realistic virtual humans and rich virtual worlds, primarily working Unreal, sometimes Unity as well. Um, we've basically been on a mission for the last close to a decade now to try and push the quality of what we're doing and populating those worlds with more and more believable humans. Fantastic. And so we all know a lot about meta, but what do we know about the metaverse? So, you know, a lot of people have different descriptions about, you know, what it is or different definitions. I'm going to turn to you, Izzy, because you know, you've probably got the, you know, the, the dictionary definition to hand, I guess. Um, what is your definition of the metaverse? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's dictionary ready, but the way we see the metaverse, it's an ecosystem of uh, interlinked uh, digital spaces, tools, applications, that will enable those new ways to interact, innovate, grow beyond the limit of the physical reality. So you can plug into the metaverse using a variety of devices, each offering different level of immersion. So you can imagine today your phone using augmented reality effects and filters to the wearable mixed reality glasses, uh, like the Ray-Ban stories I'm wearing, to full immersion using virtual reality headsets and the Quest 2 that um, you've probably seen that allow you to be immersed in virtual worlds like Horizon, Decentraland, Minecraft, Sandbox. So these spaces are all interconnected and move, they can move between them and explore them. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, Yush, um, do you have anything to add to that or anything you disagree about that definition? I don't necessarily disagree. I think Izzy's covered, you know, most of what, what I would have said. I think the the thing that we've been building towards is having persistent worlds that enhance user experience, whether it's work or entertainment or socializing uh, or medical, whatever the kind of world that has been created. I think 
it's there to enhance and augment the existing experience rather than take it over. And I think uh, what we've seen over the last kind of five years is the speed at which these worlds are being created. And every day there's a different platform that's springing up. And that's essentially because the technology is allowed for it. Uh, the ambition has always been there. I just think it's speeding up because of that ambition. Is you definitely you have a global view, I guess, because you work for a big global company that's in the space, but you're very much focused on the UK. And um, and Yersha, as I suspect, you know your clients are all over the place, but you're, again, you're focused in the UK, probably working with lots of kind of other kind of UK partners. What do you think is um, unique to the UK as a place for you know potentially winning this kind of race to uh, be be the best in the metaverse? You know, be one of the most kind of creative spaces. Um, is there anything that you've noticed that you think um, is great about being in the UK? It's always been a, a creative hub. Uh, it's been always been the envy of a lot of um, creative uh, countries. Uh, we, you know, we attract the best talent here, um, and we've always, certainly from our position, developing content using games engines and real-time engines. We've always pushed the boundaries of what we're doing, and we've always worked with companies that have a similar mindset or based out of the UK, whether that's AI technologies, whether that's motion tracking technologies, whether that's virtual production teams um, or VFX teams. You know, the hub has mostly come out of the UK, so I'm super excited about what we're doing and the partners we're working with. Is it to you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the talent's amazing, and if I look at... Uh, the brand ex- actually that we work with, like they are, they are really keen to think in to think about creative innovation and to drive like global impact and be seen. And uh, there is a bravery which is really unique and really exciting, and that really helps the creativity in the market to a level that that, that that's yeah, that makes it very special. Yeah, great and. And what um, storytelling opportunities do you believe the metaverse presents currently? And what would you think is, you know, unique to the metaverse itself versus, you know, other digital platforms? So, what, you know, is there anything we can get excited about that's happening in the metaverse that, you know, we, we wouldn't necessarily stumble upon in, in other digital platforms? Izzy, I'm going to come to you for that. Yeah, totally. I think there are four core principles that we've been exploring that are pretty unique to metaverse. One is the co-presence. So you can really be with somebody and feel a level of rich, deep experience and working moments together, collaborations that really makes you feel together. And I think that's pretty unique. Uh, The continuity. So you can bring yourself to different environments in different ways. And every time you can take any form, right? Yush was talking about the embodiment, uh, personification can come through different forms, but you can uh, bring your your identity throughout these different environments. Um, The third principle is co-creation. It's building with other people. It's not a static space. Um, It's shared experiences with others, and it's very much community-driven, which is the the fourth principles that I see is really a new way of, of building those communities across the world in different ways. And Yush, um, you know, have you got good examples of where brands are, are really storytelling or, or is it just a case of, you know, what the famous kind of pop-up stunts that we're aware of? Would you describe those as stories or, or just a single part of a story? I think to begin with, we, there is a lot of test and learn, um, it's very difficult to set out for a brand or, you know, to set out a full strategy to say, this is exactly how I'm going to behave in the concept of the metaverse. Because as I said, there's so many different platforms springing up that are taking people's attention. And what then that's allowing them to do is learn about what their consumers are spending time on, 
how they can adapt product ranges, what the consumer's mostly interested in. I think we're not there yet. We're not at the Marvel stage where we've got a massive story world and multiple characters and worlds. But for a consumer and brand, this is certainly the first steps towards something like that. What would you say are, are some of the most um, popular kind of spaces and platforms at the moment? I mean, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, Izzy, that you know the metaverse covers so many different things. Are there, are there, you know, we know about things like Roblox, which are probably the most popular, I guess, space um, that people are engaging with, and there's a lot of brands doing various things there. Is is that it, or are there other places that people are, you know, having successful engagements and telling successful stories within? I think, yeah, Roblox is one. I, I think if you think of uh, Today's creative opportunities, I would agree with you that this is about test and learn and exploring uh, the possibilities. I feel that for immersive storytelling, the area where I see brands being very successful is augmented reality, right? You can bring a layer of dimension. uh, You can bring some movement, some audio, some some, uh, expression of the brand's as well as a connection to product that's very interesting for brands. So augmented reality and um, so on Instagram, AR filters, for example, I think that's an interesting space. In terms of others, yeah, you've got the Minecraft as well. Like you see great collaboration. I think, you know, it's it's continually changing. It depends what the brand's trying to achieve and making sure it has an impact that is, from a marketing standpoint, also interesting beyond just the pop-up you know, experience. I think that's what everyone's trying to find and learn about. And so with with every new platform and every different possibility, I guess it means a new technological challenge as well. So, um, you know, what would you say were some of the technological limitations? And I'm I'm looking towards you, Yush, here, because, um, you know, that's very much your world of, you know, building and creating. How do you find um, applying your skills across the, the multiple options that there are available? And what, and what is kind of your advice to brands about how to tackle this challenge? One of the biggest challenges for brand is maintaining quality while also relinquishing control of their brand in the space that they're playing in. So if you look at Roblox, it's got a very distinct aesthetic. And for some of the luxury brands that want to take their product into that space, they're going to have to present their product in a way that is probably not as luxury as they would present on a runway. And one of the challenges we have with brands is managing that expectation as to what the final output is going to have to be to fit and play on those playgrounds. The interesting thing about all of these platforms is having an interoperable approach. So can you take your product across multiple platforms without causing the biggest headache for the consumer? It's quite a big challenge. That is something that NFTs face, you know, 3D NFTs, which have utility moving across platform, which is a difficult nut to crack. The other technical challenges are keeping up with the, I guess, the maintenance of a presence on a platform. So you can choose to pop in and have a a pop-up store. Ralph Lauren did it and many others have done it. You know, Puma, Blackstation have set up their own NFT-driven campaign and they will continue to have a presence in there. But if you go to a platform, do you remain there or do you come off it? One of the things that I think sits within normal planning of any campaign, you know, shall I be there? How long am I going to be there for? That takes me to the question around brand safety, which I'd like to bring you in for, uh, Izzy, if that's okay. With brands experimenting and trying different things, and you know, it's interesting what you says in terms of the, the quality isn't quite what we're used to necessarily in other other you know advertising formats. 
but yet we still have a lot of high-end fashion brands you know doing interesting kind of collaborations interesting builds and and they're obviously taking the risk and, and very comfortable with that risk in that environment but what are the sensible concerns that a brand should have and what happens to you know your, your roblox store after you've built it and it's been left there for your audience do you take it off or, or do you keep it there and, and let it evolve yeah, I think that's a very good point. It comes down to what was the strategy first when you started this world and was it actually planned through so that you had <laughs> an idea of, you know, what could be the different outcomes, whether uh, the audience is there when you turn it on, the audience stays, the audience go. I think this needs to be, we, we are no longer in the first year of the metaverse. I think there's been enough experiences already launched that people can have a reflection before on where this is going. Um, and if you approach it as, this is a test ground and then we'll remove it. And I think that's absolutely fine. It's to sometimes learn about um, which communities are going to come and engage, which which type of consumers are going to come and connect with the brand in that new space. And also expanding. Uh, I see a campaign that um, we done that recently elaborated with uh, Minecraft, which was amplified on Instagram ads, right? So yes, you can create a word on Minecraft, but still connect it back to your um, marketing ecosystem, to your marketing objectives and beyond. Of course, this was a large campaign. But for brands, it's important to also think think about accessibility and inclusivity. I think these are two important aspects as well to reflect on before deciding on a platform versus another one is, how accessible is that platform and who is going to be represented in that platform? Is this really inclusive of your audience? And um, these questions are important to part of probably the planning process of the future of those uh, those evaluations. So, you know, the metaverse is, is very much, um, you know, in its early stages, let's say. It's exciting. Um, there's a bunch of, you know, really kind of innovative brands that have thrown themselves in. But um, how far are we away from the metaverse achieving critical mass? Um, what would you describe as, as that point being? Uh, and, and how long do you think it will take for us to get there? Yeah, I think we're, our hope is that within the next decade, we'll have a, a reach of 1 billion people. We could be hosting hundreds of billions of dollars of digital commerce. We'll support jobs for millions of creators and developers. You know, these are the... Um, work streams that are at the core of our activities. We actually produced a white paper uh, with an independent consultancy analysis group, and we estimated that the metaverse economy globally would be worth more than $3 trillion globally in a decade. So it is something that can accelerate very fast. And I think you, sh- uh, you were echoing to that as well earlier, the pace that we see development happening thanks to, you know, increase of technologies and capacities and AIs, etc. It's really accelerating now. I think the acceleration and the, the critical mass point will be driven mostly by a change in the behaviour of our working habits and our socialising habits. Um, I think the pandemic pushed us all into a working from home environment, which accelerated lots of technological advancements, but also drew light on things that have been limping along for a long time. Um, and we're all of a sudden using our cameras more and stuff like that. So we'll see a shift in as AI becomes more ubiquitous and embed in everyday working practices. We'll start to see that bleed into augmented reality. We'll start to see identity online taking a different shape as blockchain technologies consolidate who we are online. 
will start to see and already have seen a rapid growth in avatars and what role they're playing, digital doubles, what they're doing, in, whether it's in feature films or in games. And it's also difficult to say when the critical mass point will come because the speed at which these things are developing are you know, 10 times faster than they were probably three or four years ago. So we're in a really exciting space and it's also being driven by imagination. You know, a lot of companies, a lot of ideas are just springing out of the ground because now we've got that opportunity and the convergence of different technologies. And Yush, what categories are you seeing as being the ones that are jumping in or the ones that are, are most suited to taking advantage of the uh, metaverse world? So fashion has really carved its own path uh, in this space. It seems to lend itself um, really well to uh, digital spaces, to avatars, to uh you know, group audiences converging on a single space. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier NAS Cosmetics and Puma Black Station campaign. All of them have adopted that kind of point of view because um, they see it as a real opportunity to reach a new consumer base while doing something quite innovative. The other part of the growth of this will be entertainment. The technologies are really complementing the VFX pipelines that were there before. We're seeing this in virtual production where um, games engines are taking over the scene creation. Um, volumetric video is starting to become part of um, movie worlds. And so you'll see this kind of expanding use of these technologies as we start to augment the real world using hardware. And we'll start to see more and more ways for people to access this content. I'm really interested to to know where you think we are on this kind of trajectory to, you know, kind of Westworld, the Matrix, and all the rest of it. I mean, are we going to get to a stage where the metaverse is 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 more enjoyable than reality? I mean, you know, kids these days can spend more time on Roblox or Fortnite or whatever than than they do in you know going outside and playing. Um, are we on that path? Is this a, is this a case of it's going to be so good that we need to start to think about restrictions right now or or is it, is it always going to be a case that you're going to want to put the headset down and, uh, and do something else? I think it's going to be, it's not going to be switched on one day, right? I think it's like the mobile phone and apps, etc. I mean, yeah, when I was a teenager, you were happy if you could get a text message on a Nokia, right? But I think, you know, it's not going to be switched on. The internet, you saw progress and you saw, uh, you saw um, 5G technologies accelerating, etc. And then... Today, we take it for granted, right? And I think it will going to be over a period of time, we're going to have more and more access, more and more experiences that can feel augmented, that can feel connected and functioning together. I don't think that it will be in trade of not spending time together in real life. I don't think that is the future uh, that this is going into. But there's definitely a future of work where there is a more presence that is remote uh, there is a future of uh, small you know young entrepreneurs might be doing nfts all days and that will be for the metaverse uh, and uh, that is a different type of society but i don't think this is um, instead of real reality and the real world i don't think ready player one is a credible avenue uh, or representation of what the future would look like Yush, what do you think i hope you're right in lots of ways right I think for some people being plugged in will be awesome. There's a lot of people that don't relish being in a society and don't like mixing and meeting strangers, but online they're Superman, right? Or Supergirl or whatever. It's like 
you know, they have their online identity and that's who they are. Um, and so some people will really thrive in those environments. Uh, I think for a lot of us, maybe it's our generation, but I think for a lot of us, we're, there's a balance. And it, for, for us as a business, it's there to enhance the enjoyment of social interactions. It's to enhance the entertainment. It's to enhance the sport, the viewing pleasure, uh, rather than take it over. Um, but with everything, there's a, there's a balance to be had. And as the custodians of the, the worlds and experiences that we're creating, maybe we've, we've got a responsibility to kind of keep checks on that. What about um, in terms of, um, I just wanted to paint a bit of a picture in terms of the advertising opportunities opposed to the, you know, the building creation opportunities. So um, right now, as it currently stands, is, is the metaverse really, um, are the opportunities more about you know, getting stuck in, designing, building, creating an experience, or are there straight, straight and simple advertising opportunities available for brands? Izzy, what are you seeing? I think augmented reality is the closest that you would have connected to, an, you know, advertising ecosystems that you could buy. If you if you're referring as advertising that I can buy rich in frequency and some form of audiences, then I would say, yeah, augmented reality is there. Further, I would say it is not ready yet. Uh, you can see some brand partnerships is probably the way that we see most advertising or marketing experiences being brought to consumers. And it might be something that remains because, as you were saying, the entertainment value is really high and important to brand experiences in the metaverse. And I think that often the trend is to see partnerships for those, right, where a commercial brand will get entertainment credentials from another entity. So it might be that this could remain a format forward that we see in the industry rather than a pop-up blocking your access to something. And what do we think, um, if we're going to advise brands right now, uh, a brand that has never taken any steps into the metaverse yet, what would be our advice about the steps to take? The first, the baby steps, and then the leaps, um, the next leaps. What would your advice be? Um, Yush, do you want to kick off with a few things? Sure. I think with all of it, have a strategic view on what your role is in that space. But don't sit on the sidelines forever uh, because it's probably one boring food consumer. Uh, it's, some, it's a space to test and learn. You know, you can make mistakes. You will probably have some feedback from your community depending on how well or bad it was executed. But that happens anyway. And the thing is to just keep learning, work with good people, good production companies, uh, have a good platform to execute on and you know, keep moving forward. It's a playground ultimately. Great, Izzy, what have you got to add to that? Yeah, I think uh, I agree. It's, it would be around understanding what value can designing experiences in the metaverse bring to your customers today, right? What are the um, enhancements that you can bring to consumer journey, to uh, how can you... Um, accurately represent your brand in the metaverse. I have, I have some strategic understanding of assessment of where you are today as a brand. Who's your community? Do you know your community? Do you have creators that you would like to collaborate with that could help you bring to life or have an experience and then see what value it brings to you, what learnings? But definitely not waiting too long. I think there's nothing like it, it's a fun, fast-growing environment where it's probably best to be equipped with a roadmap and a strategic understanding of what the opportunities are for you. Looking at your category, if you're in fashion, uh, auto, beauty, definitely time to have a play. Um, I think there's loads that marketers can learn from, yeah. 
Fantastic. I think that brings us to the end. A nice place to end right now and, uh, and to wrap right there. I'd like to thank our guests, our wonderful experts on the subject, both Yush and Izzy. Thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. And um, and I'd like to say that, um, you know, I look forward to seeing you soon and our listeners as well, whether in this world or whatever meta world we might find ourselves and bump into each other on. Thank you very much. I'm your host, Dina Myers-Lampty. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you.